Hello and welcome to the podcasts of the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose. It's that weird time between Christmas and New Year that always feels a little flat. So for the podcast this week, I did not want to do a Christmas-themed bite, but also, as I return from a couple of weeks away, my CPD brain needs a little time to reboot. So I wanted to talk about something I came across on my holiday, and it does lead into a little bit of CPD consideration at the end of it. I dropped my sister off at Auckland Airport after our two-week holiday around New Zealand, and while saying goodbye is always hard, we had had a wonderful holiday and I feel very recharged after two weeks away. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, my little sister is a pilot, and so it is with some shame that I have never taken note of one of the most imposing sights in Auckland Airport until now. Having seen them through security, I went down an escalator that I usually don't use, as there were lots of people going the other way. This took me past an aeroplane hanging from the ceiling. For once, I took the time to read about this airplane and why it was hanging there. Jean Batten was born in Rotorua in September 1909 to English parents who had emigrated to New Zealand. Her father was a dentist and they soon moved up to Auckland. Initially, she studied music and ballet to become a teacher but it was reading about Charles Lindbergh's flights across the Atlantic that an aviation spark became triggered within. Deciding she wanted to be a pilot, she received disapproval from her father on account of being a woman, so with her mother's help she left for England under the pretense of studying at the Royal College of Music. She learned to fly at the London Aero Club, and was inspired by a London Aero Club alumnus, Amy Johnson, who was the first woman to fly solo from the UK to Australia. She wanted to emulate, and indeed beat, Johnson's endeavours. Despite two failed attempts, in May of 1934 she set the women's record for solo flight between England and Australia, taking 15 days. She then set the record again in the return flight, also setting an overall round-trip record. She set a record for flying from England to Brazil, and also the fastest flight across the South Atlantic. But her most famous record was the record time of 11 days to fly from England to New Zealand in October of 1936, a record that would stand for 44 years. This feat left her exhausted, and a post-journey celebration tour was cut short due to her exhaustion and burnout. She completed one last major flight the following year from Australia to England. So, Jean Batten is a New Zealand aviation legend, considered on a par with Amy Johnson and Amelia Earhart. And because of her achievements, the International Terminal in Auckland is called the Jean Batten Terminal. There is a statue at the airport in her honour. 
A primary school in Mangarei bears her name. A street is named in her hometown of Rotorua, as well as a park. And there is a mountain in Fjordland named after her. And, of course, the plane she broke the record in flying to New Zealand, a Percival Gull, is hanging in the terminal for all to see. If you pass through Auckland Airport, you should take a moment to have a look. Having made the journey from England to New Zealand many, many times, I look at the plane she used to do that journey with amazement. When you read about the 11-day journey, it must have been very tough in that tiny plane, and the nine and a half hours it took just across the Tasman must have been excruciating. There's a lot more to tell about her subsequent life, but nothing quite reached the pinnacle of her heyday. She served in the Ambulance Corps during the war. She had volunteered to fly, but had requested to only fly in her Gull aircraft, a request that was denied. She suffered severe grief in losing her fiancé in the war and her mother, and the rest of her life was spent in various parts of the world, and she died in Mallorca, one of the Balearic Islands in the Mediterranean, in 1982. She was somewhat of a recluse by that stage, and was buried in a pauper's grave, with the world not learning of her death until 1987, a sad end to a great aviatrix. Now to bring this bit of Kiwi history back to urgent care, I wanted to briefly look at how she died. It is reported that she suffered a dog bite while out walking in Mallorca and refused subsequent medical attention. She later died of sepsis from a pulmonary abscess. I found this description repeated on her Wikipedia page, the Encyclopedia of New Zealand page and the New Zealand History website to be a little confusing. To me, a pulmonary abscess, or a pulmonary empyema, would usually result from a pulmonary infection, so the idea that a dog bite might be the cause was intriguing. Indeed, the Stat Pearls page talks about the association between pneumonia and empyema, with diabetes, IV drug use, immunosuppression, gastroesophageal reflux disease, and alcohol excess being risk factors. But it was a paper from the 2019 journal Clinical Microbiology and Infection by Derovden et al. that piqued my interest. It was called The Bacterial Etiology of Plural Empyema, a Descriptive and Comparative Metagenomic Study. In the 64 patients in their study, 27 had no clear explanation of how the infection reached the pleural cavity. They proposed exogenous spread from oral cavity infections was possible, and proposed calling those empyema that were caused by lung infection to be called primary empyema. So this was interesting to read this paper in light of knowing how Jean Batten died. In urgent care, a person with empyema will likely present with fever, cough, pleuritic chest pain, shortness of breath, sputum, and these symptoms possibly will have been around for some time. There might be chest findings to percussion and auscultation. Chest x-ray should be arranged, but a small empyema may be missed. Pocus is a good tool to look for fluid, though. 
So yet another reason to upskill in your POCUS. While primary pulmonary infection is seemingly not required, we should be suspicious in cases where it exists, but we should be referring any patient with signs of empyema, regardless of history, for respiratory workup based on our clinical findings. And of course, we always need to be thinking sepsis in all cases of infection. So the take-home from this post-Christmas, pre-New Year bite is that an empyema might not need a primary lung infection to be the causative agent, but either way, a thorough examination in urgent care should identify those patients needing workup and referral. But the non-clinical take-homes this week are inspired by New Zealand's great aviatrix, Jean Batten. Don't let people telling you that you cannot achieve a dream stop you from trying. Don't ignore the signs of burnout and exhaustion. Don't ignore a dog bite or any medical ailment you might encounter. And when you're sipping wine at 40,000 feet, complaining that it is taking 24 hours to get here from the UK, be grateful that technology exists now that makes this so comfortable and that you are not one of the pioneers of aviation risking your life in a small, noisy, unstable plane, flying nine and a half hours just to get across the Tasman. The next time you pass through Auckland Airport, spare a moment to consider and thank Jean Batten for her part in making our lives so much better, and for helping connect us with our families, especially over the holiday period. Papers and references used will be listed in the show notes. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. Look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.